creepy recreations or, or little elements that they build on. Like, uh, like first of all, the house is way nastier. Oh, you can't um, even see the floor. It's fantastic. No, there's just it's, shit it's, and it's and, filthy. Yeah, just dirt and the corpse, the, the full out corpse in the bathtub. Right. Um, you know, this is very clearly like a real rundown Texas house that they just were like, let's fuck this house up. They got like jars of random fluids everywhere. They got like rusty freezers. Yep. They even recreate the hanging on a meat hook shot from the original film but like the girl has her prom heels while she's hanging up which is like kind of like a creepy little detail mm-hmm. um yep. that's like obviously specific to this and i love also the way that they bring back the the kind of chaos of of leatherface and how he makes decisions very impulsively like when he's putting the girl yeah. inside the like trunk that he has or, or not the trunk but the chest and he he just closes it but obviously it's not weighted so she gets back and then he has to run back and put her down and try to get this like <laughs> yeah. giant metal piece on top so that it's weighted um and it just and, yeah and, and they and they recreate like when they introduce him they finally go back and recreate i mean they don't do it again as quite as well mm-hmm. but they recreate that thing that we love about the original film which is you know we've talked about it many times before but like The thing that's so scary about Leatherface in terms of when he's physically on screen is not that he's a guy with a chainsaw and he just walks towards you. It's that you can kind of see his weirdo psychology at play sometimes and the merging of this very sort of like stunted childlike way of thinking that he has because clearly, you know, he's had stunted growth whether from all the abuse or from whatever else and combined with his monstrous physique and what he's capable of doing to you physically you combine those two things together there's something really scary about someone who thinks that way being able to do what he does to these people and when they introduce him in this film it's not he pops out with a chainsaw over his head from the darkness in this he's actually playing with the girl's hair Right. And the girl's kind of like swatting, feeling something's touching my hand. And he just keeps kind of like, like he wants to like do her hair or something. Yeah, like he's trying to make um, a friend almost. And this is how he thinks you should approach exactly. somebody. And, and, like his, and then when she turns around and screams, he screams back at her. Yes. And then that's when he puts her on the meat hook and everything like that. And like, you know, like, like that stuff for me, like that, you know, this writer, he clearly knows Leatherface, the character. Yeah. So and that's again, the thing even even that, if some of the even if I don't know about his necessarily all his skill as a director, um, necessarily like how it goes up, like stacks up against Hooper. You know, this guy clearly understood what made that original film work in terms of the character specificity of it. Here, so yeah, because because that's the thing he needs to be unpredictable, uncontrollable, and like a, a juggernaut. But the, the his impulsive nature, his 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 nature to just kind of go off whenever something unsatisfying happens to him is what's scary. Because like like you said, he's just he's trying to almost like make friends. And without her screaming, maybe he would have prolonged the attack a little bit more. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. it almost feels like she screams, so he reacts and he's like, well, I've got to do something about it. So I'm going to kill her. And just because he's also yeah. a total psychopath. Um, but yeah. And, and then when it does, there. it brings back that random chaos and histor- hysteria of yes. the horror sequencing. Right. Like when he's chasing her around multiple stories of the house and wielding the chainsaw on the roof at one point. Right. For example, yeah, you know? that's a great image itself. Just to see like him, uh, well, him one, walking along the roof. <laughs> yeah, one have the have the final girl just like run and burst through a glass window, which they do, which is kind of funny in, in itself. 
um, just as an yeah. action beat. But then, yeah, he climbs out the window and then you see Renee Zellweger being chased by Leatherface on a rooftop. And she's cool. Yeah, even like, like, like it's physically like nonsensical, but yes. that's what's great. Yes. That's what's, you know, like, the, like, the, like the, that's something that doesn't make sense as a, as a decision that a real person would make, but that's a decision Leatherface would make. <laughs> right. And it's kind of like, and Renee is left in this, in this situation where the only thing that she felt was logical was to jump through an, a closed window. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there's a chaotic sense to that. And I, and yeah, I wh- which by the way is something that Sally does in the original film too. Oh um, Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when she's trying to escape, when she gets away from them trying to like bash her brains in next to the bucket when yeah. they're like, daddy will do it, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like right. grandpa do it. And then it even <laughs> it, it uh, adds another action beat that I liked where she like grabs onto the telephone wire or something and then he cuts it and it causes her to swing onto the the, the main floor, I guess, or, or yeah. the ground because uh, she's outside. But um, yeah, there, there's some like some actual kinetic action that happens and it and it mixes well with the chaos of Leatherface and the chaos of the family mm-hmm. um and it's it's just it's worlds better than what they're doing in the third one yeah which is why it surprises me so much that like people seem to really hate this one in in comparison even yeah. to the third one not even just the other films like people really don't like this this is like for a lot of people this is like a one kind yeah. of film i think it's a <laughs> 1.9 on letterboxd which is just crazy I, I, I just think I, I could understand maybe not liking this um, because there is uh, quite a bit of like dull moments. And like we said in the beginning, but like but once it gets revved up, it, it truly feels like a Texas Chainsaw movie. Um, and, yeah. And it's definitely more than the, than the last film did. Yeah. Like the, genuinely, they do recreate some of the things we say we're missing, like it has that energy, it has that hysteria. And even though once again, it's kind of going through a lot of the same beats as the first film, not quite as good in the filmmaking. It is, at least it's there, you know, like there's something there, you know, we're not, we're not just, you know, this isn't just a, a, a cynically greenlit, let's turn this into a generic slasher. There is something specifically being done here that matches the specifics of the original film. This is probably closer in terms of tone to what it's trying to do than even Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw 2. Oh, yeah. And I think, but also I think this is what Hooper was trying to avoid was that he was like, I don't want to just do the same thing again. Yeah. You know, he's like, I wanted to do something else. So I think that Hooper's choice was correct and that it's still stronger. Um, than this by quite a bit, but again,